0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا صلى الله عليه وعلى اله وصحبه فسلمت كثيرا بعد الله عز وجل ان a beneficial work which is compiled by the Imam Ibn which is titled Tafsir An Introduction to the Tafsir. and With its short wording, the book is extremely beneficial and the scholars continue to benefit as well as the students of knowledge. The Muslims generally from this work, and I'm going to be reading for an explanation of this work by Shaykh Alam Muhammad Al Salih Al Uthaymin, rahimahullah. Um, Shaykh Al Uthaymin, has his own works in this uh, science of Usul Tafsir, as he also has a more uh, detailed explanation. The explanation is not to be one thing, as you can see, it is. Uh, the the work which was put together by this battle at the law of the yah and it's shorter than The copy of the book which has been printed by the Mu'asasa, the establishment. Sheikh means establishment. It's a bit more lengthy But 460 some more pages but this is a shorter and more concise work. So this is what we're going to be going through. Inshallah Ta'ala um just before going into the book, I wanted to take a bit of uh, background with regards to this book, the Husul Tafsir ibn Bartaymir. As it's important as a student of knowledge to get to know uh, some of the points which are relevant to the book you're going to be studying. And this doctor that we mentioned, Abdul uh, he has his own work in which he explains this Tafsir of um, Said, the Usul al Tafsir of Ibn Taymiyyah, Rahimahullah he mentions in the introduction to that work some beneficial points which uh, inshallah I will share uh, from the points that he mentions is first of all the title Did Ibn Taymiyyah author a book called Muqaddimatun or Muqaddimatun Fi Usul al-Tafsir He says that this in one, this title and is not from Ibn Taymiyyah himself. He did not give the book this title. Rather, this is from the efforts of Al Qadi al hambali Muhammad Jamil, al-Shakti, al-Shakti So, this Hanbali scholar who uh, disseminated and propagated this uh, Risala in the year 1355, he is the one who gave it this title. Though you find within the book, the Ibn رحمه he says فَقَدْ He says though, the author Ibn Taymi himself, he says in this work that uh, he was asked by some of the brethren to write uh, an introduction consisting of holistic principles and uh, understanding that will help understand the Qur'an So Ibn Taymiyyah at the outset of the of the work, he was trying to put together some principles that would assist in understanding the Qur'an as a basis for our Tafsir. The question that follows is, he says when did Ibn Taymiyyah write this risala, When did he put it together? It says it's not clear when Ibn Mu Taymiyyah he wrote this book. Ibn however, he mentions and 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 what they have, That which may indicate the time period around the time period that Ibn Taymiyyah wrote Where he says وَبَعْثَ Ibn Qayyim says that his Shaykh Ibn Taymiyyah He sent to him towards the end of his life The life of Ibn Taymiyyah, He sent to him uh, This kind and principle or principles that would assist in the tafsir, and he had written it with his own hand. So he may take from this that this is about the time that Ibn Taymiyyah, put together this risala, which was towards the end of his life, rahimahullah taala. And as is known, Ibn Taymiyyah he passed away in sijin, in imprisonment. He was incarcerated, and he died in the prison, rahmatullahi He also mentions those who benefited from this Risaleh, like we mentioned, students of knowledge, Mashaikh, Ulema, and the Muslims generally, they benefit from this, uh, but uh, he, he gives a number of these people of knowledge, the likes of his student, Ibn Kathir, Rahimullah, and he mentioned a portion of this Muqaddimah, this introduction of Ibn in his introduction to his Tafsir, Tafsir Al-Qur'an Al-Azim, Ibn Kathir rahimahullah, He mentioned a number Of these principles There Without pointing to the author And this happens A lot of the time That the student Or the alim He may not necessarily Point back to the teacher That he benefited from A certain matter This happens Also Also Those who are more Those who stand up more Buzay uh, in 11 years In his book Al-Iqam Fi al-Qur'an he mentions a little bit of these principles, also calls So these are some points which we wanted to share before actually going into is the muqadina. This beneficial work of Ibn Tayna Rahimullah. Now we'll go to the actual muqadima, the book where he says, Bismillah Rahman al Rahim. So I'll begin in the name of Allah. The most merciful, especially merciful, Muqaddimah. And you can pronounce it مقدمة. both are permitted. If you say مقدمة, then this book is introducing you. The book itself is introducing you. And you say Muqaddimah, then I'm putting forward something that will introduce you. He starts with the khutbah Al-Hajah. <laughs> now, this is what the Shaykh is going to comment on all of these matters. I will leave a we'll commentary for the Shaykh. But just to translate, all praises due to Allah. We praise him, we'll seek his assistance, and seek his forgiveness. And we seek refuge in Allah from the evil of our souls and our evil actions. Whoever Allah guides, there's no one who can misguide him, whoever Allah misguides, there's no one who can guide him, I bear witness that there's nothing worthy of worship but Allah alone. Who has no partner as I bear witness that Muhammad this is slave and messenger? May peace and salutation be upon him and his close family and followers. Wa back us <laughs> to proceed. Now Allah rasulan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has never sent a prophet or messenger except that he assisted him with a معجزة The معجزة, it is from the verb which indicates something that cannot be matched, something which is miraculous and what's being intended here are the miracles so there's not a Prophet who has been sent, except that Allah جل, he sent him with miracles. And this is supported by the Hadith, which is in the Sadiqain, where the Prophet Sallallahu Wasallam, he mentioned, مَا مِن إِلَّا وَقَدْ أُوْتِيَ مَا عامل عليه That there's never been a Prophet that was sent, except that he was given from miracles, that which the people, they will believe when they see. And what I have been given is waḥyūn, اَوْحَابُ اللَّهُ اللَّهُ is revelation that Allah revealed to me. So the, the Mu'jizah of our Messenger and Al-Khalidah the everlasting miracle of the Prophet wasalam, is the Qur'an. That does not mean that he did not have other miracles. He had many other miracles like the splitting of the moon when al-qamar, The hour has drawn near and the moon has split on the journey's where they were he needed water and the Prophet. ﷺ, he placed his hand in the water and the water began to pour from his fingers. Uh <laughs> there were Many, many miracles that the Prophet ﷺ, he performed. Uh, but the mujiz al-Khalidah, the everlasting miracle of Rasulullah ﷺ, is this. Quran So the author he says here that this Quran is the mujiz of the miracle. Now why did Allah send these messengers with signs in order for it to be a proof? Or them being messengers from Allah and is as an assistance for his call and uh, a means of affirming his prophethood. In the Noble Quran, it was the miracle of our Prophet al The major miracle الذي أعجز الفصحاء al Which rendered incapable of matching it Those who were eloquent The eloquent speakers and the Arabs And they mentioned in the past That coming up to the Hajj season There were markets That the, pra- the Arabs would hold as a practice You'd have uh, The Majanna I and The Majaz these are the marketplaces, three marketplaces that they would hold up until the events of the Hajj season And then when days of Hajj come in, they would leave the markets and go to their Ibadat Their worship, which contained much shit So in these marketplaces, what they used to do is compete They would have standoffs in poetry, they would have standoffs in the Arabic language They would compete with one another as to who, for example, can say 50 names of a lion Who can say 50 names for a dog Who can can say a hundred names for a sword. They would have these standoffs, and they made last days. They would continue where they left off yesterday. And and the loser would be the one who's not able to match the other. So the Arabs that had reached this pinnacle in in the Arabic language and mastering the Arabic language and having such knowledge of the Arabic language, they were not able to bring the likes of the Qur'an. That's why you should know without any doubt If a person comes today making a claim That they're going to reproduce Or they're going to make a copy of the Qur'an They know that this is batil This is not only false but it's impossible If those who are unable to do it They have reached the pinnacle of the Arabic language and the climax of what it means to know the Arabic language How can someone who came after Match it? It's not possible the time period is already gone. So, this is what he's saying here: that the Quran is rendered incapable, incapable the fasahah those who are eloquent in their speech of Bura'an, and those who had knowledge and understanding and thought. Qadullah Ta'ala, another most time, he says, Say if the jinn and mankind were together to bring the likes of this Quran, they would not be able to bring the likes of it, even if some of them were supporters of others. به أحي الله القلوب وانار البصائر وأخرج الأمم من الجهنم والرذيلة والشرك through this Quran, Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala brought life's brought life to the hearts. ومن كان ميتا فأحيه وجعل له النور يمشي به في الناس. Allah says, Is he like the one who was once dead? And we gave him life, and gave him a life that he walks among the people with. So the death, the true death, is the death of the hearts. The death of the hearts is a true death. As for a person who dies upon Iman, then this is just a transition. It's a transition from this life to a better life. But truly being dead, no value, no benefit, this is one whose heart is dead. So the Prophet he said in the hadith of Abu Musa in the مثل الذي يذكر ربه والذي لا يذكر ربه كمثل الحي والميت. The example of one who is alive and the one, the one who remembers Allah and the one who does not remember Allah. The example is the example of one who is alive and one who is dead. So Allah he tells us in this ayah that if jinn and mankind were to collaborate to bring the light to this Qur'an, they would not be able to do so even if they were supporting one another. Allah He brought life to the hearts by it, and He enlightened the sights through it, and He removed this ummah from ignorance and baseness and lowliness and shirk and disbelief towards the huda wal fadilah towards guidance and excellence, wal-Iman wal Iman and certainty, bil and the hearts grew and were purified through the Qur'an was added bil-Qur'an and they became superior through the Quran and these are powerful words of Allah that through this Quran and Sunnah a person will be elevated there is no elevation in this life except by way of the Quran and the Sunnah it is a book that Allah has revealed to you O Muhammad for you to remove the people from the darknesses into the light to the will of allah by the will of allah to the to the path of al aziz and the mighty and all praiseworthy and the salaf al the pious predecessors when this term is mentioned Sometimes the a person says Salafi or salafiya, and then there's a stigma I don't know how to say that do not yeah, these are the best of generations it's the time of the Sahaba the Prophet sallallahu their generation the generation of the Tabi'een the generation of the Atwa'at Tabi'in. this is what is intended and Ibn Taymi rahimahullah he says there is no shame upon the one who manifests the way of the Salaf wa'antasab and ascribes himself to it wa'ataza and he aligns himself with it. Indeed, the way of the Salaf will not be accepted true. So ascribing yourself to their way, and following their way, you're ascribing yourself to a time period. And a group of people who are led and headed by the Prophet وسلم, how can they ever be at loss? So he's telling us a shaykh, that The pious predecessors, those generations that we've mentioned, they understood that the secret for their happiness in both lives, this life and the life after, is found hiding in the Qur'an. It is found consumed in the Qur'an. هَمُّهُمْ الْقُرْآنِ وَفَهْمًا وَتَطْبِيقًا And their aspiration became the study of the Qur'an, memorizing it and understanding it and applying it. And they found guidance in the teaching of the Qur'an. And they implemented what was found in the Qur'an after they reflected over the ayat of the Qur'an. وكان أَحَدُهُمْ إِذَا تَعَلَّمْ عَشْرَ آيات لا and if one of them was to learn ten, 10 ayat from the book of Allah, he would not go beyond them until he understood their meanings. What he's pointing to here is a narration that many of the people of knowledge quote. Ibn Taymiyyah himself quotes it to all his works. It is the narration of Abu Rahlan rahman al-Sulami, Rahimahullah, which is collected by Ahmed in his Musnad, where he says, "Hadithana man kana yukri'una min al Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam." That I was informed, he says, about the he a number of the Sahaba. Some narrations indicate Ibn Affan, and Ibn Mas'ud. Those who taught them the Quran orally from the companions of the Prophet they informed him that they would learn from the Prophet 10 ayats. 10. 10. And they would not take another ten until they have understood what is found in these ten that they have memorized from knowledge and action. They have said that we learn through this knowledge as well as application, knowledge and application. And Abdurrahman al-Sulami, he was an Imam. He himself was a teacher, the tuqasim and he remained teaching the Qur'an, he said, over 20 years he was teaching in the, in, the, in the masjid and then he mentioned the hadith خَيْرُكُمْ مَنْ تَعَلَّمَ الْقُرْآنَ وعلمان. the best of you are those who learn the Qur'an and teach it and he said this is what has kept me sitting here, remaining here he wanted to be from the best of the people those who learn the Qur'an and teach it so you benefit that one of the things that you benefit from this is the hirs of these ilman the diligence and hard work our scholars will put in to learning the Qur'an and applying it and teaching others He goes on to mention and they will implement all of that which they have learned from these ayat أمرًا أمرًا They will fulfill the commandments one after another and they will avoid the prohibitions and forbidden matters. So they were successful and they were mighty and succeeded through the Quran. After they had memorized it in their chests. And they applied it in their etiquettes and mannerisms. This, this is the way of our فهم أهل القرآن. So they were the people of the Quran. And those who reflected and pondered over it, and they are those possessing some intellects. And just pointing to hear from Ahlul Qur'an, In the Illahi Ahlinamas, the Prophet said, Verily Allah, SWT, he has a specific people from mankind. Ahlul Qur'an. The people of the Quran, whom Ahnullahi wahasatun. They are those they are the people of Allah and His specific chosen group. And it's not just memorizing the Qur'an, a person can memorize the Qur'an وَهُوَ عَنْدَهُ بلا There's innovations in their creed, in their suluq, their mutasawuf, maybe they're from the Sufi way, or the Shi'i way or مَعْلَ that from the Ahzab and the groups of partisanship and so on So to be from Ahlullah, the specific chosen group of Allah is learning what these ayat contain, applying them along with the memorization he mentions the statement of Allah كتاب انزلناه إليك مبارك ليتدبروا آياته وليتذكر blessed book which we revealed to you, Muhammad for them to reflect over its ayat and for those who have sound intellects to reflect He goes into another والقرآن كلام الله المعجز المنزل على محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم the Qur'an is the speech of Allah This is our the Qur'an is the speech of Allah is in general, المخلوق, and it's not created It is a miraculous speech of Allah which was revealed to our Prophet Muhammad وسلم, بتلاوته, In order to seek nearness to Allah through its recitation بتلاوته, In order for the people to benefit in seeking means of nearness to Allah through its recitation مانيه, In order for the means of the Qur'an to be understood and in order to implement what is what has come in the Quran, And then he goes into a very important point. Pay attention to this. He says, in order for a person to have the ability to act upon the Quran, it is a must for him. The recitation and understanding. So understanding. The Quran reciting it and understanding it, this is the source of the amal. If you have not understood it, you have not recited it, how can you act upon the Quran? That's the Bukhari chapters. Knowledge precedes statement and action. In understanding the Quran, it requires learning and thought and reflection. وَقَدْ حَرْتَ الْقُرْآنُ عَلَيْهِ And Allah, when the Qur'an he is, is pointed to this matter, he is encouraged. وَوَبَّخَ الَّذِينَ لَا يَتَدَبَّرُونَهُ And the Qur'an has disparaged those who do not reflect over it. قَلَ تَعَالَى Allah the most time He says, أَفَلَا يَتَدَبَّرُونَ الْقُرْآنُ Do they not reflect over the Qur'an? أَمْ عَلَى خُلُوبٍ أَقْثَالُهَا Or do the hearts have, uh, have a seal? If you look at here, he says, بَلْ عَلَى قلوبين Rather the hearts they have a seal. Do they not reflect in the Quran? Rather, there is a seal over their hearts. So these hearts have been sealed. None of the meanings of the Quran are penetrating the heart. SubhanAllah. And this is obviously for a person who has led himself down that route. They are connecting Muslims. They are not following the guidance of the Qur'an and the Sunnah. They are the ones who are deviating. <speaking in Hebrew> when they deviated, Allah caused their hearts to deviate. So the Qur'an has disparaged those who do not reflect over its meaning. <speaking in Hebrew> However, how are we supposed to understand the Qur'an? And what are the principles and foundations that we must understand? So that we do not go astray and become miserable. This is what Shaykh al Islam has responded to in this work of his. So the summary of the work I've this work that he's put together. To understand or mention principles and foundations that by way of understanding them we will not be misguided or miserable. He set these principles for us to understand the Quran so we're not misguided or miserable. and it is referred to as the and the book was explained by the Noble Shaykh Muhammad ibn Salih al وقد بينا شيخنا في شرحه التفسير يجب على المسلم في The points that Sheikh Ibn will be covering. And this Muqaddimah is important to understand from the that. Sheikh Bakr Al-Musaydi mentions that as a benefit. If you are building your library, we have a shortcoming in this, no doubt. But if you're building a library, when you purchase a book, the least that you can do before putting the book into your library is read the introduction. Because the introduction of that book will give you the basis of that book. So that if you ever require a mas'ala, you know where to go back and say, Oh, I remember I read the introduction to such and such a book. And that may have the answer. <laughs> where I perceive an answer for a particular matter will be found. So it's important that, at least the introduction to your book is written. Really. So he tells us here that the author, Shaykh Muhammad bin Salih, rahimahullah, he has explained in his, he has clarified in his explanation the the importance of this knowledge of tafsir and what is an obligation upon the Muslim when it comes to tafsir of the Quran. And he has clarified how we understand the Quran and the the Quran. How the of the 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 understood? and in a, manner, in a manner that is, uh, is simple Yet uh, very fine and detailed in its, in its structure and clear And manifest in its meaning And he said may Allah preserve him the مِنَ الْمُهِمْ فِي كُلِّ it's a very important benefit. He says, "Rahimullah, That it is important in every science that a person he learns from the foundations, the usul of that science, لهم, That which will assist him in understanding it. usul And will allow him to expand based on those foundations. So if I have a foundation which is set, we study this in the usul of the al that you have principles, foundations, and you build upon them. So likewise, in this tafsir, it's similar. You have foundations, principles that you build upon. ليكون علمه على وداعين وداعين in order for his knowledge to be built upon strong foundations and firmly grounded uh, principles. لقد قيل أن اسمه من خريم someone who is, he's been uh, kept back and someone who's uh, someone who's been prevented from the foundations will be prevented from reaching the objective They are prevented from the foundations you'll be prevented from reaching your objective then he goes on to mention I mean, uh, one of the most important of these sciences and the most noble of them is the Usul or the the tafsir albidi who want to be mahani karam la hazuljan which is a clarification of the meanings of the speech of Allah and the people of knowledge have set down these principles to the end of his speech of Allah. Now let's go into the actual We've understood then that, that was an intro introduction to the book. Now we'll actually go into the book. So he says Al introduction. Rabbi Yes Sir Laiin Brahmatic O Allah persist in Meg easy through your mercy. And this is Khilman to the Istihana these are words of Isti'an, seeking assistance. And you benefit from this, that even though he is a Baha, an ocean of knowledge, yistamid dal-quwa, and seeks assistance in his knowledge from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is something that you should always do. Whether you're doing a khutbah, whether you're doing a lecture, whether you're doing a reminder, that you present your weakness before Allah Azza wa Jalla and know that it is only through Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you are able to reach a salah or salat, that which is correct Otherwise, if Allah is to leave us to ourselves, we will not humiliate ourselves. Alhamdulillah read this, I'll just read it again. Alhamdulillah is له I for us to proceed, we'll take it from here. the, shah, the shah, he comments here. هذه الخطبة تسمى خطبة الحاجة. This introduction is referred to as خطبة الحاجة. The Sermon for a Need, as I was translated. The Sermon for a Need, خطبة الحاجة. So if you have a need to address a matter, to bring up a topic, you will say these words that a person, he uses his khutbah he, he will bring it up, he will mention it when he desires to speak about a topic which he has a need for so on whether it is a matter of marriage or any matter which he requires in affairs of his religion or his worldly affairs for this reason it is referred to as the khutbah for yale. and this الكلام عليها. وهذه تقدم الكلام عليها وهذه تقدم الكلام عليها this khutla precedes speech about it وننبه الآن على فقرات وهذه تقدم الكلام عليها and that this خطلة, speech about it is already preceded and we will mention الآن على فقرات فيها we'll discuss certain paragraphs so it's not going to go through all of it but certain paragraphs قوله, statement فلا مضللان. يعني إذا however الله سبحانه وتعالى تي كاينز ننكر مسكاله. معنى قوله. This means من يهده الله whatever الله جايز. أي من يقدر له الهدية. The one who Allah is decreed for him to be from the كاينز. فلا أحد يستطيع أن يضله. No one is able to misguide them. وكذلك لا أحد يستطيع أن يخرجه من الهدية إذا هدية هدية توفيق. And that no one is able to remove this person from the guidance if he's guided Hidayah tawfir. The guidance of success. And the ulama mentioned that the guidance, some mention about four categories like Ibn al but the two main categories of the guidance, Hidayah is Hidayah al a guidance where success is granted, which is only done by Allah. This is where that person's heart changes. The heart of the person changes. You're upon something and you left it because Allah changed your heart towards heart. This is Hidayat and the hidayah of al-Irshad is being directed, guided so someone gives you a book someone listen, brings you to a lesson someone uh, gives you an audio to listen to this is all from hiday al-Irshad you're being guided and directed but as for the heart to change then the heart will not change except if Allah allows the heart to change Jamil. so two categories of hidayah are we've mentioned so, who has the Hidayat to Irshan, the guidance of direct it Who is that for? The people generally. The prophets, the messengers, and those who follow them in goodness. If you have the knowledge and you're able to direct someone, this is the status Hidayat or But Hidayat to Tawfiq, who is that for? Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, he's mentioning here that if Allah guides a person Hidayat, التوفيق, no, can him. And whoever Allah misguides is one who can guide him. meaning that one who Allah he, the, he has decreed from misguidance is one who is able to guide him. If Allah decreed misguidance for him. طبعاً so, um, كان في أن misguidance and a person desired to remove him. From this or not. So it goes into a point in the Khutbat al hajj By the way, Al-Ibn al-Allah has a very concise work, small, very concise work, where he discusses the Turq, the chains of narration for Khutbat al-Hajjah. It is uh, one of the best works, it's one of the best work, which has been compiled in this matter, the Khutbat al hajah which is authored by Al-Ibn al-Rahim The title of the book is like that. Kitab al التي كان رسول Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, يعلمها أصحابه The khutbat al which the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa used to teach his companions. So, like I said, it's a very small word, but beneficial nevertheless. Now, in the Khutbah al hajah what are you saying? In alhamdulillah, It's always within the right All the time you're the but when it comes to the shahada, you're saying أَنْ لَا لَا إله إلا الله ونشهد So the sheikh is commenting on this. Why? He says تقبلها, Even though the verbs which preceded them, you have the mir al the no, which is a pronoun يعني, to, to manna oneself, the, the royal we. They call it the royal we. قيلة, it's been said, التوقيت, because they have said that the ifraj singing out and saying, Ashhadu, I bear witness, this is more suitable for the Tawheed. It is more appropriate with the Tawheed of Allah than you say I bear witness. Ashadu, and that ilaha illallah. That's Tawheed of Allah. This is from Tawheed of Allah. This is Tawheed of Allah. So it is befitting that you sing a lot on the verb. Now, as a benefit for, in this masala, uh, in the book, it's mentioned in other works as well. In Muqim, Bahaullah, he mentions that he has not come across, he has not come across the the verb being mentioned في في al الجمل. This is in Tahleeb al Sunan. He says, "Well, ahadithu kulluha muttafiquatun 'ala anna nesnainu wa nastaqfiru wa nahuwbi Allah bi-nun wa al-shahadatan bi-alfarad." The Muqim says that the warnings of this hadith, Khutbat al Hajj. When you say, نستعين ونستغفرو نعوذ بالله يعني, they're always with the noom But when it comes to the testimony of faith أشهد عن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد عن نحمد رسول الله He says they're only with the إفراد Singular form, not the noom Now, in the book So this is in the Tahdeeb As-Sunnah In the book, Shaqalbani, he quotes from Ibn Taymiya Why this is a benefit Why do you mention it? This way, also the speech of Ibn Taymi Is in the same book Tahdeeb the sunnah Volume 53 54 hours. He goes on to say, He says, What it was that the word, the testimony of faith, that no one can substitute anyone else in it, nor can they take that responsibility from someone else. So, for example, you're a Muslim, okay, you entrust me to do your Shahada, I can't do this. So, because there's no substituting or entrusting someone to take on this responsibility offer the shahada بها the single form was mentioned ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna muhammadar rasulullah walamma kanat al-isti'ara wal istihada wal istifa' taqbal dhalika was that these other matters you can entrust istihana you can entrust someone else either with the responsibility of assisting you or is seeking protection for you or seeking forgiveness for you. Can you trust someone to seek forgiveness for you? You can Say, Say, ask Allah to forgive me. not so They You're making dua in other words. So because this is open, it was permitted to read it as wa wa billah. But when it was a shahada, it was not permitted because no one can take that responsibility from anyone else. And he goes on to mention some other benefits, but this was just a commentary which you wanted to add to this point. So the Shaykh, he says, that is more suitable, and you have loved the فعل that the verb is mentioned in the single form, So the nun is not to be brought, which indicates يعني, the royal we or someone else is with you when you're saying it. Al-Matin, we to the actual body of the book now. All of this was like an introduction to finally get to the body of the book. The author says, I'm about to proceed. I was asked by some of the brethren, also from the community of as Some of the people I'm mentioned that this was from his students. Some of his students who requested this. Ibn Abdul Hadi, he still refers to them as my brothers. They're the Muslim and so and so sort requested. Of they requested for me to write for them an introduction. to contain الكليّة which will consist of holistic principles, absolute principles. And what are these absolute principles? عَلَى القرآن These holistic principles, they will assist in understanding the Qur'an and understanding its Tafsir, its explanation. and the meanings of the Qur'an. So the principles, we're going to come, is in a, a bit more detail But what are the, what are the, the, the purpose of the, the principles that are going to be laid down? To understand the Quran To understand the Tafsir And the meanings فِي وَمَعْقُولِهِ And making a differentiation in this Or in that which is transmitted Of this and what is rational and logical so, two matters are gonna be clarified by these principles. We're gonna be able to also make a differentiation between that which has been transmitted or that which is considered to be rational and logical. بين الحق between the truth and all kinds of falsehood. على الدليل بين and verifying this through evident proof among the various statements. So this passage is a bit packed but you can get the gist of what Ibn Taymi rahimahullah, he's trying to clarify in these usul. He's going to set down principles I want to just list the points that we're taking so you come away with, from this uh, this passage, understanding inshallah the objective. So besides the student asking him or his brother asking him to write these principles what he's going to be writing are principles which assist in understanding the Quran, the tafsir, the meanings of the Quran. That's one aspect. These principles will also give assistance in differentiating between what has been transmitted the reports and that which is maqool, that which is understandable or rational, because it's not always going to be something which is transmitted by way of chain of narration. A scholar will come to the, to the Quran and explain it, and he will say this using logic or rational. J. What about it? So, in the reports which are going to be transmitted in the Quran. Explanation of the Qur'an And also the statements of the scholars You're going to be using these principles To differentiate between what is haqq And what is batted from this Jai? That's objective here You're going to be using these principles to make a distinction ala al And you're going to be verifying this Built upon Al-dalil al fasil Clear evidences Among these various statements Bukata? That's the speech of Ignotamia They were Shaykh with meaning commons يعني بهذا الكلام، he intended by the speech and للكتاب له سبب that his authoring of the book it had a reason it was a reason why Ibn authored رحمه الله وسببه and the reason why he authored the book رحمه الله سؤال بعض الإخوان أن يكتب له في هذا is that some of the brothers they requested from him to write about the subject قَدْ يَكُونُ اِبْتِدَائِيًّا مِنَ المؤلف. Allah well, goes on to mention that. Authoring a book, it may occur, it may occur uh, upon outset from the author. The author will decide to write. حين يَرَى حاجة النَّاسِ إِلَى مُوضُوعِ مُعَيَّنِ فَيَكْتُبْ فِيهِ When he sees the people's need for a specific matter, so he writes about it. وَقَدْ يَكُونُ لَهُ سبب. And the authoring of a book may have a reason. مثل السؤال بعض الناس له أن يكتب في هذا الموضوع المقين. Like some of the people asking to write about a particular subject So the first category will be a question that's asked بلسان الحال يعني الحال that the situation spoke for itself You saw the state of the people and you began to author The situation spoke for itself or, وَثَانِي يَكُونُ مَسْؤُولًا بِلِسَانِ الْمَقَالِ And the other will be audible, a verbal uh, uh, question, which is either st- stated or written. So it better it. And Ibn Taymiyyah tell me, this is not the only book that he wrote, like this. There's a book that we study here also, same thing. The Lammiyyah, it's going to us. some have just mentioned that there was no actual Question that was put in Britannia to Britannia about the Lamia, Britannia replied with the answer in actually being the work of Britannia. But another book, huh? the Wasatiya. The Wasatiya. I believe it was the Rabbi of al Shafii from the region of Wasat in Iraq, who was the one who asked Britannia to write them something that he would was able to teach his family. The Marakushia, the Marakushia as well. I believe there was a question in the beginning of the book. Some had mentioned that. Uh, He was a man from Maghrib, Maghrib al-Arab. I've forgotten his name, but he was a man from Maghrib al-Arab, who requested from Ibn Tayman, to write for him in the Aqeena. It was a question that was put forward. So he says, (laughs) That if the scholar, he sees, that the people have a need in a matter, and he authors for indeed the state of the people, it necessitates or calls for him to clarify for them this matter which they have fallen into in order for them to realize the ruling ويتعبد الناس فيه على that the people worship Allah in this situation based upon insight وكذلك قد يسأل عن أمر معين and likewise he may be asked about a particular matter so he was asked to provide he mentioned holistic comprehensive principles is this is the foundation of something linguistically In front them is the foundations of a house eh? فالمقصود بها الأساسات التي تعين على فهم القرآن. so what is intended here the objective is foundations which assist in understanding the Quran. and then نعرف أن هذه القواعد هي قواعد تفسير. And then we understand that these principles specifically they are principles for the tafsir. The tafsir of Quran, the Quran. Because explaining the Quran is one of the three objectives in the revelation of the Quran. This is the benefit Sheikh mentions. But the revelation of the Quran was for these purposes. The Quran was revealed for. Three reasons. bi To seek the reward with Allah for its recitation. One. معانيه And understanding its meanings. Two. به And to implement it. وبهذا كان الصحابة رضي الله عنهم لا يتجاوزون العشر العشر آيات حتى يتعلموها. And for this reason, the Sahaba would not go beyond 10 ayat until they learned them. فِيهَا مِنَ الْعِلْمِ وَالْعَمَلِ And that which is ayat consisted of from knowledge and action. So they learned, they said, we learned the Qur'an and knowledge of it as well as applying, applying it. So the Qur'an was revealed for these three matters. أَمَا لفظه and as for the wordings, that I'm going to another not, The actual wordings of the Quran, the, the, the letters that it consists of. As for the actual letters of the Quran, then it is hardly difficult for anyone. Or hard upon anyone. Because it is recited by the, layman, the scholar and the one who studying. So when discussing the recitation, he said it's easy so the sheikh he's speaking you may know, say uh, from the standpoint of those who are in the Arab lands even from them my friend those who have from them must learn how to recite Quran correctly but the hadith of the prophet indicates that the people are of two categories when it comes to the recitation of all the Allah the one who's who is well-acquainted, well-versed with the recitation of the Qur'an, then he will be with the Safar, al-Kiram al-Barara. And he will be with the angels, these noble, pious angels. Now, how will he be with the angels? The one who is well-experienced, uh, uh, an expert reciter of the Qur'an. I al oh, this is actually a speech of Cindy in his commentary Ibn Majah. He mentions, wal Allah. The closeness, yani he will be near them, meaning that he will be close to them as they are close to Allah, subhanahu wa So it is, if you're being among the angels, the angels are close to Allah, so it is as if you are also close to Allah like the angels are. That's the one angle. This is a gift for the one who is a professional reciter. وقيلة, and, it's been said, and it's also been stated that he will be in the hereafter with these angels lofty status hereafter. The third view is that he is doing what they do. He is performing and carrying out what they do in terms of excellence in the recitation. And these angels, some have stated that they are the ones who Allah is pointed to by saying, So that's one. We've understood that the one who is a proficient reciter, well-versed, an expert reciter of the Qur'an, this is what he will achieve for himself. And it's a great reward. What about the one which is difficult for? reads the Quran And the one who recites the Qur'an, And he makes mistakes. He finds difficulty. in عَلَيْهِ And it's hard upon him. He will have two roles. So the hadith is affirmed two categories of people. Those who are proficient and those who are not proficient, and they have a difficulty in the Qur'an So this shows us that not everyone is going to be of the same level in the recitation of the Qur'an We also benefit that if you have difficulty in the recitation of the Qur'an You will have two rewards So the ulama have differed Two rewards for reciting, meaning he will have two rewards, the likes of himself and the one who is better than him, the proficient reciter Or is it a double reward for himself? What's being intended by this double reward? Al-Hafib al he mentions quoting from Ibn Tain. He says, Ajr الْقُرْآنِ Will he have double the reward of a person who recites the Qur'an and he's a memorizer of the Qur'an, an expert reciter? Or will it be his own reward which is being multiplied for him but the one who is a proficient reciter, his reward will be greater. We've got the point here. Understood this or not? His double reward. The one who's finding it difficult. His double reward. Is it a double reward of the proficient reciter? Or is it that his own reward is being multiplied over because he's working hard to try to recite the Quran? This is a filaf. So he says, qala <laughs> wa That this is a stronger view. Meaning that his own reward is being multiplied for him. Not that he will have a greater reward. And those who have stated that he will have a double reward of the professional reciter, they may use as a proof that his hard work and effort and hardship he's going through necessitates this. So, because he's going through much more difficulty than the professional reciter, he has a double reward. This has been also stated. So, the point why I mention this. It's just to understand that Shaykh wa He in speaking based on a particular demographic or time Or just generally speaking that Most of the people they find ease in recitation of the Qur'an Yes, this is true ولكن there are certain scenarios where People do find it difficult And if you do find it difficult Then don't be put off Don't say, I can't do this كُلَّ مَنْ سَارَ عَلَى الدَّرْبِ وَصَلُ takes a path, he will reach objective Just keep practicing, keep working hard For the sake of Allah, make your niya for Allah's sake And you will reach your goal He goes on to mention after that As for understanding the Quran and this is what requires reflection and also contemplation وأما العمل, وأما العمل As for applying the Quran then this is more difficult upon the souls uh, Great. Because the soul, it requires mujahada, struggling with it, to cause your soul to adhere to that which the state necessitates. What does he mean by the state necessitating? You read the Quran, you've come across the ayah, this ayah is an advice to you, an admonition for you, and something that you're coming up short in. This is where it requires mujahada, that you're struggling and striving to apply. He gives an example, الخبر, believing in the khabar. Allah, has informed you of something, believing in it and fulfilling the command which نهي, and avoiding the prohibition. تعالى, and he says, reflect over the of Allah a book which we have revealed to you which is blessed in order for them to reflect over the آيات in order for those who have some intellects and some minds to, to, to take admonition فهم القرآن ولا بد من In order for this to make clear to you that it is a must to understand the Quran and it is a must to implement the Quran. So from here he's gonna go into another masala. Didn't stop here? And in the coming we will take it from the bottom of page number seven, which is one ونسال الله عز وجل ان تبنى في اصبع وامك عيد وجمالا والحمد لله رب العالمين